Welcome to Mediation Today, a program brought to you by Vesnatsa Tichanin, a Canberra lawyer and mediator. Every episode introduces an experienced Australian mediator to talk about mediation training, development, ethics and practice. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of the ACT land, the Ngunnawal people. Good morning. Today's guest in this radio program about all things mediation is an Adelaide-based elder mediation academic and practitioner, Dr. Dale Beckshaw. Good morning, Dale, and thank you very much for accepting my invitation. It's lovely to talk to you. Dr. Dale Beckshaw is an adjunct associate professor with Justice and Society, University of South Australia, where she was previously employed for 39 years. Among other things, she was the program director of postgraduate courses in mediation and conflict resolution, a graduate certificate, graduate diploma and master's degree from 1993 until she retired in 2009. Those courses were the first of their kind in the country and graduated mediators from overseas and from all states in Australia. Dale convened the first National Mediation Conference in about 1990 and has been a leader in the dispute resolution field ever since, in particular in the field of family and child practice. Since the 1980s, her work has been dedicated to developing different aspects of mediation and has included research in the areas of family law, children of divorce, family violence, and more recently, elder abuse and elder mediation. Dale is also the past president of the World Mediation Forum and the ongoing and long-standing president of the Asia-Pacific Mediation Forum and has trained mediators in 11 countries. Dale is a nationally accredited mediator and an internationally accredited elder mediator who now leads the work in the elder mediation and aging sectors. She is a social worker and has drawn from her extensive academic research and expertise to develop elder mediation in Australia and New Zealand. And I apologize for stopping here, but with your achievements, Dale, being so many and significant, I would like you to tell us about the key ones yourself. Please tell us about your entry into the mediation field and why did you stay for all these years? Well, Vesna, I actually took a strong interest in mediation in the early 80s. I'd been through the family court for about two or three years when I was separating and divorcing from my ex-husband and around after, just after 1976. And I found it to be a very daunting and painful experience. And so... When I went to New York in the early 80s on study leave and was introduced to mediation at the University of Columbia and also through many other universities around New York, um, I thought, what a wonderful approach. Uh, I would have really preferred to have had mediation rather than to spend so many months, in fact, a couple of years in the family court. And probably a lot of money as well. A lot of money, a lot of angst. I never ever was allowed to say anything, so I didn't feel I I had any contribution to make. Family law, at that stage, the 
Family Law Act had changed. You couldn't mention things like domestic violence or anything that had fault attached to it because it was no-fault divorce. And so when I, I convened the first national conference in uh, the early, uh, it was about round about 1990, the first day of the conference we spent addressing the whole issue of domestic violence um, and whether or not mediators could actually deal with domestic violence because it wasn't being handled at all well in the family courts at that stage. So there were all those long routes and, in a way, personal experiences that have actually turned your heart and mind to mediation. Well, there was partly that, but also mediation was a legitimate role, social work role, and I was also a social worker. And I had spent years teaching group work as well and mediation came out of group work and mediators as social workers were more familiar with the approach but it hadn't been developed to the same extent as it's been developed now. Mm. Uh, I also in New York on study leave stayed at a place called International House where every international dispute was mediated. There were 500 people from 96 different countries the house would bring in a mediator. The people in, who came from countries that were involved in that dispute would sit around the table and have a facilitated discussion. I was there when Bishop Tutu came to speak to us uh, just after he'd won the, oh, it was a night, he won the Nobel Peace Prize. Mm. And um, he actually mediated a roundtable discussion about something that was happening at the world at that stage. And I thought, what a wonderful approach. Oh, that would have kick-started anyone. <laughs> oh, yes. I mean, the other thing we had to do at International House was once a month they'd put on a, a large dinner in this grand hall and you'd have the flags of every nation of um, you know in the world hanging over your head. You were seated at a table uh, with people from different countries. You'd have a guest speaker and, of course, Bishop Tutu was one of them. They were all of that calibre. And then we all had were given a candle and we had to light that candle and pledge to go back to our countries and promote peace. And it's interesting, in many international mediation conferences, I've run into one or two people who were international house at about the same time as I was, and they're now mediators too. So I think that also had a very strong influence on me. Yeah, definitely. I'm just imagining all those very posh and special dinners and events. There must have been ideas floating right, left and centre, as they say. Oh, most definitely. Indira Gandhi was shot when I was there and there were Indians uh, of all faiths and backgrounds there. And again, there was a mediated roundtable discussion because the Sikhs were being blamed for shooting uh, Indira Gandhi and were very much ostracized by other Indians, not necessarily in the house, but uh, in New York generally. So uh, I had that experience too. But mm. that is also why I think I was so interested in the World Mediation Forum. I was one of the foundation members of that in 1995 in Spain. We set it up. And also, I'm still very involved as president of the Asia-Pacific Mediation Forum. We've held conferences now in nine different countries. And that's been absolutely wonderful to hear about the way that people from different cultures view conflict and handle conflict. Is the World Mediation Forum still going on? Well, unfortunately, it lapsed for a while. 
the person that took over from me was South American and sort of changed its flavour. So for a while it lapsed, but I'm pleased to see that it's now being resurrected and there is another conference coming up. They've asked me to be on the scientific committee. But when I was president, it was very, very active. I was president when there was a conference in Buenos Aires in South America and there were 2,000 people from all around the world present and the conference was translated into four different languages so it was very large at that stage unfortunately it's not as large as it used to be now Adele your devotion to evidence-based practice in mediation is remarkable tell us please where do you get the level of energy and commitment I mean you just mentioned all this travel okay that happened some years back but it was enormously difficult and 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 hard must have been on you to travel and do research and do work in academia and then also be a practitioner um yes i also was single parenting three children from from when they were very small so i can remember working sending emails out at two in the morning (laughs) i worked very long hours i had to provide for the children, pay the bills for my house. At one stage, I was head of school as well as teaching half-time. When I reflect on those years as an academic, I worked hard, I worked long hours, but I was also stimulated by teaching itself. I really enjoyed teaching students. I really enjoyed learning more and more and more about mediation, about conflict resolution. Uh, At the same time, I was teaching family and child practice and social work generally and they all fed into each other I think having a a social work background is excellent if you want to be a family mediator or an elder mediator or a mediator generally I guess I also enjoyed the sort of uh, feedback you'd get from students about how much they enjoyed learning about mediation and you know if you're getting positive feedback that keeps you going As a university academic, I was also required to do my master's, do my PhD, and also required to do research. So I had a research centre at the university, which had various names over the years, but it ended up being called the Centre for Peace, Conflict and Mediation. And I had research assistants, I had people who came from Germany in particular, but also other countries as interns. I had supervised research students doing their masters and their PhDs and that was all very interesting and very stimulating. Uh, I was always learning something new. I think um, that's a lovely thing about teaching. You always learn as you go and you learn from your students. I've always been very interested in knowing also about other cultures. Uh, I find travel to different countries interesting. I find learning about the ways that different Uh, people from different cultural backgrounds view conflict and handle conflict of great interest. And I'll continue to be interested in all of that until I die, I think. Hmm. Dear listeners, my guest in today's episode of Mediation Today is Dr. Dale Bagshaw. Dale, we've heard about how you started working in the academia and also in practice of mediation. I would like to turn our minds and our listeners' attention to the most recent developments. You've been awarded many awards and you have been recognized for your extensive achievements in the field of dispute resolution, both nationally and internationally. Could you please tell us 
I mean, it would be good to hear about those awards themselves, but also how you felt when you were awarded those. So let's start with the most recent one. In 2019, you were a recipient of the International Association of Conflict Resolutions, John Haynes Distinguished Mediator Award, and it is presented annually. Tell us a little bit more about that award. Okay, well, I was very surprised uh, to receive that award, Vesna. I knew John Haynes very well. I ran an international mediation conference in Adelaide in 1996, and John Haynes came out. He was known as um, United States um, grandfather of mediation. He was one of the first to develop mediation in the States, particularly family mediation. He came out and stayed with me in 1996 for the second international conference, which I convened when I was at the University of South Australia. And we made 10 teaching tapes together, and I've used those teaching tapes extensively. People are also able to purchase them. I've been a member of, of the um, Conflict Resolution uh, Network for many, many years, but I haven't been to a, one of their conferences for a long time. I was surprised to receive the award because it is given to people who I admire and respect. And what they said was that um, I received the award for my distinguished leadership in mediation, for my demonstration of personal and professional commitment for over 36 years as an academic, researching, publishing and teaching at a postgraduate and undergraduate level, and for the international development of mediation. I guess uh, my role as president of World Mediation Forum as president of the Asia-Pacific Mediation Forum, and the fact that I have trained mediators in so many different countries. I was also a um, visiting professor at the National University of Ireland. They have a mediation program there for six years after I retired. So I guess that's how mm. they knew about me, and I was very privileged and honoured to receive the award. There was another award I was given, uh, which also surprised me, in 2014, by what is now the Resolution Institute, it was then the Board of Leader awarded this, um, the Michael Klug Award for my innovation and national leadership in the dispute resolution field. These are the things that are written on the award. And I was deeply honoured to receive that as well. Mm. And you know that I interviewed Michael Klug? Oh, did you? Yes, I did. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> Yeah. Wonderful, yes. And then in 2015, you were awarded the Resolution Institute's Practitioner Award for the development and mentoring of dispute resolution practitioners. And that's also one of the topics I really wanted to raise with you before we go today about, and you mentioned it, that you enjoy training people and, and new mediators. Tell us about that award a little bit more. Well, I guess I got that because I have been actively involved in, in training mediators for many, many years. I started training uh, people in when I came back from New York in the mid-1980s, so I've been doing it for a long time. And um, I also mentor people who need perhaps every now and again to get some feedback on their work or to get some advice on uh, where to go next. And I love doing that. I, I, I've always been a, a very, how do I put it, uh, a person interested in relating to other people. And mm. I find in my retirement, it's wonderful to be able to continue doing that. Originally, I did it face-to-face. -face. I'd fly to other states and run training, training programs. But uh, over the last two years since COVID was um, 
introduced into our country, unfortunately. I've run two online elder mediation training courses, and I've enjoyed that as well because, strangely enough, you get to know people quite well on Zoom, particularly <laughs> if you see them every week for three hours over 10 weeks, as, uh, as we did when you joined the course, the most yeah. recent course that I that yeah. I ran. I find that those interactions actually energise me. And actually, I do learn a lot from students in the course or from people who are in the training programs that I run as well. And I, yes, and I it's love... that interaction with people yes. that always energises me as well. Yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah. I live on my own, so it's particularly important for me. Mm. And technology is interesting. I mean, it does give an opportunity to actually keep in touch and, and face-to-face, uh, despite being hundreds of kilometres apart. Exactly. I've, I've got quite used to Zoom. At first, I, I needed people in the, <laughs> in the training programme to help me along, but I've actually um, quite fond of it now as a, as a way of keeping in touch with my family members as well. Dale, thank you for all of this today. That would be as much time as we have. I would like to say to our listeners that we will have a second episode with you. And in that episode, we'll be talking about your most recent work and contribution to elder mediation in Australia and internationally.